0: Hi, I'm Brandon Briscoe, and welcome to The Postscript. Welcome to The Postscript. I'm here with Pastor Sam Miles of Midtown Baptist Temple. We're gonna be having a conversation about LFBI, uh, about the book of Genesis, which is the class that he's teaching this semester at LFBI. And uh, just have an interesting conversation about um, what the book says, and uh, and the, how the the Bible impacts our lives. And so, Sam Miles, my pastor, it's good to be sitting here with you. Um, we did this once before, actually. Take two. Yeah, this is take two, and so uh, it's good to be sitting with you again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, equally as meaningful.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, the the technology takes a while to to it figure does. It out. Yeah. Each time yeah.
0: we do this, we're getting yeah. it's getting yeah. a little better. Yeah. So we th- yeah. we thank the team for the improvements. Oh man. Made.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so as we get started, uh, let's just start by asking the most obvious question is, since we're talking about Genesis, and mm-hmm. we're talking about uh, uh, the, the book of Genesis, let's talk about the Genesis of LFBI. So so why LFBI? Why do we have LFBI? Why is it important that we yeah. have a Bible school?
1: Yeah, so we realized that we needed a, a training arm. Uh, we had people that we were envisioning for the work, and and we needed a uh, an institute, we needed a training plan to get people trained in the Word and, and the work of God. And So, uh, six years ago, we resolved to start a Bible Institute. Uh, at, the, at that time, we had partnered with Pastor Greg Axe and Pastor Alan Shelby and uh, just got started and uh, did it in a four-year format. And from that beginning to today it has evolved into the Living Faith Bible Institute that we know today. So it's it's um, you know, we thought if we're gonna build out a Bible school, it needed to not just work for MBT, it needed to work for any like minded church that wanted to, to have a, a training institute in the context of their local church ministry. And so so we've got remote students that are live but then each class is archived so that students can make it up after ministry commitments travel commitments the materials available to them whenever they're able to get to it that week and so it's 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 worked out pretty well Uh, we've got different pastors taking their area of expertise and now it's available to an entire fellowship of churches and and so we're pretty excited about that and so
0: who is this for? I mean, if if we're talking about LFBI and we're talking about mm-hmm. the, the deployment of leaders, is there anyone that's excluded from that? I mean, like I think we, a lot of times we like to talk about school and, yeah. and, and seminary or, or mm-hmm. college in terms of young people. But so who is who is LFBI for?
1: Yeah, the school set up, you know, I, ideally, uh, if somebody were taking it, quote unquote, full time, it would be six semesters or I'm sorry, six credit hours per semester, um, but it's set up so that people can take it at their own pace. But if you took six credit hours per semester, maybe a summer class or two. Once you did all of the, the um, like the the mission trip reporting, you do that for credit. The ministry practicum, you'd graduate in four years with an associate's degree. Mm-hmm. So in other words, it's a slower pace because it's designed for people who are ministering. Right. And so the, you think about the typical person in one of our churches, they've got a job, uh, they're serving in ministry, or maybe they're a student, they're serving in ministry. And so this is, in one sense, getting piled on top of everything else. And so we want, you know, it's, it's really, we want to make sure that people are able to process the material at the rate that it's coming. Uh, I tell our students all the time, you know, it's, it's far more important that you get the material in you, in your heart, in your mind, than you just getting through the mm-hmm. material. And so, mm-hmm. um, the, the pace is set for anybody, uh, but it's designed. The curriculum is designed for you know that working adult that couldn't take right. eighteen it's a, credit it's hours. It's a flexible. It's a flexible. Yeah. Yeah. So if you got, if, you know, if you're born again. You got a heartbeat. We want to train you to minister. Right. It's for anybody, right? In in, in in the local church setting. Yeah, yeah.
0: So then you're teaching this semester. It's an archive class, yeah. Technically, yeah. Um, but yeah. nonetheless, you have taught the the curriculum. You have taught the material on Genesis, mm-hmm. and it's live. Times now. Yeah, it's yeah. live uh, right now on LFBI. We're halfway yeah. through the semester. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so why Genesis? What what's you, what drew you to teach that class? I mean, you had an opportunity to probably teach in you know many of the classes that we teach. Uh, why were you so interested in teaching Genesis?
1: Well, it was the first semester of the Bible school, and and somebody needed to teach right. it, so okay. I took it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's the book of beginnings. You know, it's a foundational right. book. You get messed up in Genesis, and you're messed up on the rest of the on the rest of why your Bible. Why is that? Why is you that? Know?
0: Explain that. Why is that?
1: You know, if I'm if I'm starting a journey a journey, and uh, and I've got a a set of coordinates that i'm trying to hit you know if i'm off in the beginning if i'm if i'm supposed to be going due north Mm -hmm. in my travel but i'm really going north northeast well i'm not going to hit the destination and so there's a lot of you know there's a lot of bible terms there's a lot of bible doctrine there's a lot of there's a lot of foundational information that's critical to get down in the beginning so that the rest of your bible unfolds properly Mm -hmm. So it, yeah. You, so you have to start well. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping yeah. that
0: our conversation now actually helps us unlock some of those things that people might get mm-hmm. messed up on. And I know you cover it in the class. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we can get in between some of the cracks, um, areas that you don't get to cover, uh, if, if possible. I mean, yeah. if you want to show the, the the curriculum, it is pretty thick. There might not be much that you don't cover
1: actually. Uh, so well. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a lot. So this is what we, this there's, a, I don't know, there's like 350 pages, I guess, of, of material that we get you on the book of Genesis uh, in this class. And so mm-hmm. it's, well, you know, you think about Genesis is a big book. We're covering a lot of material in 16 weeks. And so it is kind of, it is kind of like, you know the proverbial drinking from a fire hose, but right. we want to make sure that our students get the information so that they've got the tools that they need for their own personal right. study. And which is before. one of the
0: beautiful things about the Bible Institute is there's always more to be had, and and the professors do a great job of providing extra content, extra material yeah. that they can go back and and do further yeah. research on if they're if they're studying or teaching Genesis at yeah. some point, they're going to have that material yeah. to reference.
1: Yeah, Greg's teaching church history, and he's got a book yeah. for his students. Right, right. Of course and, you, we just you'll we just, buy it, but yeah, we just interviewed <laughs> yeah. Greg, and, yeah. and we talked
0: a lot about yeah. uh, some of the stuff that was in that book. But yeah. so, so Genesis, as we start out in Genesis, right from the very beginning, mm-hmm. there's a there's a dilemma, right? There's a there's there's issue, um, there's conflict. Yeah. Can you paint the picture of of the conflict that enf- unfolds just as we're entering into the creation uh, story of Genesis?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, and we do we talk about this in the class, but you know and when you by the time you get to Genesis chapter 3 you see there is a serpent in the garden and by comparing scripture with scripture we know very clearly this is Satan himself and and so so Satan has fallen very early in the book of Genesis he's already
0: fallen by the time we've gotten yes, to the serpent by
1: the time you get to chapter 3 you know that there is a devil okay well in Genesis chapters 1 through 3 you don't see the fall of the devil you have to go to Isaiah 14 to Ezekiel 28. You have to, you know, that, that, that event is revealed in other places in mm-hmm. scripture. And um, so, you, you know, chronologically, you know that it fits somewhere after Genesis 1 verse 1 because in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. So where does Satan fall? Well. I think every pastor in the Living Faith Fellowship would put the fall of Satan between verses one and two of Genesis chapter one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we, we call it the gap. There is right. some gap of time between Genesis chapter one, verse one, and Genesis chapter one, verse two. Um, you know, by the time we get to verse two and following, we'd be right there with the Creation Institute. Now, these guys, you know, Ken Ham and the guys Mm -hmm. at the Creation Institute. They're not a big fan of the gap. They're not a big fan of the gap. Yeah, explain that. Because most people that teach the gap would teach it from the perspective of, I'm trying to make room for all of the modern evolutionists, Mm -hmm. you know. And so, you know, if you're going to buy the theory of evolution, then you have to throw out a literal interpretation of Scripture because death enters in by sin, the Scripture declares. And so... What do you do with survival of the fittest? You've got generation after generation of death before you get to Adam, before mm-hmm. you get to mm-hmm. homo sapien. Right. And, uh, and so we don't do that, obviously, to make room for evolution. We do that because there is a gap of time between verse 1 and verse 2. Right. And... And we know that there's a gap there because verse 2 says, okay, so God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. Well, God told us in Isaiah chapter 45 that he didn't create it that way. He didn't create it formless and void. He didn't create it chaos and uninhabited. Right. Uh, He created it to be inhabited. And so something happened. Well, you read about that in in Ezekiel 28 Mm and Isaiah chapter 14. Satan in pride. Vaunts himself against God. He's going to be like God without God. He's going to have everything that God has for himself. He is the first antichrist in Scripture. And so Jeremiah chapter 4 describes the beginning that was being destroyed. And then everything from verse 2 and following is a remodel, mm-hmm. right? So the creation week is a, a, as much as anything, it's a renovation week.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so then, you know, fill us in too, because I think this is the part where um, there's a lot to say about this, actually. <laughs> so when...
1: More than what we'll get into this the podcast. More, there's no way we'll be yeah. able to cover yeah. everything,
0: but yeah. but just briefly, so we have the world, it's it's been created, uh, yeah. uh, Earth has form and has, is not void, and... So there's something that sets it into um a deconstruction, right? There's a there is a judgment that takes place. Yeah. Can you walk us through what we know about that judgment on on Satan, uh on Lucifer, uh a, a, as well as as that beginning of that re- every good remodel begins with um deconstruction, right? You got to take something apart.
1: Yeah. Uh so yeah. walk
0: us through what we know well,
1: about Well, the- so yeah, so it starts right. with kicking out the tenant. We know mm-hmm. from Ezekiel 28 that there was an Eden in Genesis chapter one verse one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in the Garden of God. Okay, so he he loses his place as the anointed cherub that mm-hmm. covers. You know, in Revelation we see the four cherubim around the throne of God. Uh, he would have been the fifth cherub that would have covered the throne, the the glory of God. And and, and Ezekiel, you see how he was fashioned to do that. Uh, so his, you know, I mean, the the workmanship of Satan was such that it would ref, it would reflect and reflect. Re, re, I can't say it refract, refract the yeah. glory of God. Uh, he was made as the ultimate worship leader, and so mm-hmm. so he loses that position. Um, we know that long term, up to you know, fully one third of the celestial hosts ultimately follows him in his rebellion. Uh, So the the previous tenet is kicked out, so to speak. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 4 describes the cataclysm that takes place. The Mm. language is the same as Genesis chapter 1. So we see creation, we see the cataclysm. And then in in verses 2 and following, we see God begin the restorative process. Uh, But now Satan is outside the will of God. He's outside uh, the plan of God for creation, and so what's he doing now? Well, he is lying in wait, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So God takes dirt from Eden and builds his replacement. Mm-hmm. So Satan hates the guy that gets his job. Uh, this is why God tells Adam in chapter 2, uh, it's your job to keep right. the garden. You're, right. it, you're not just tending it, you're guarding it. You yeah. know? Well, why? Could, well, there's a snake in the garden, yeah. you know, so that's... The background for what's happening there, in, in, in and chapter so, three. So
0: now we, we get yeah. to a place, you know, after, um, you know, the fall uh, uh, of Satan. Um, mm-hmm. Some time has passed. The creation begins. The recreation begins. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with with creation, we get to a place. The very end of creation. Uh, God confers with himself. In, in his In his design of the last being, right, so yeah. he says, "Let us make, yes, let us make and so mm-hmm. there's a, our very first example uh, of the triune nature of God, really, mm-hmm. uh, at least in, in our in our English understanding yeah. what this is saying that's the first time we see the three parts of God conferring with each other, and they decide to make man in their in their image, yeah Talk to us about the significance of making man. In god's likeness what, why what's maybe share with us the motivation behind that and, and what that meant
1: so well okay um you know in, J- in john chapter one in the beginning was the word mm-hmm. the word was with god and the word was god and we find out the word jesus makes everything that is made so we know this is jesus speaking here sure uh, on behalf of and to the godhead let us make man in our image after our likeness. You get a clue in chapter 2 uh, whenever you see Adam who is formed from the dust of the ground, but he's made in the likeness and the image of God. Chapter 2 is really a commentary on these verses in uh, chapter 1, verses 26 mm-hmm. uh, through the end of the chapter there. So he, he forms him from the dust of the ground. He gives him a job, but he needs a bride. It's not good that adam dwells alone what would be good for him is to you know he's got the favor of the lord so he's going to get a help meet Mm -hmm. and so that's the knockout the removal of the rib now we've got the genetic material he fashions eve he brings eve to adam and and then you see the first wedding in the bible and so just like adam the first adam needs a bride Right. The second, uh, I'm sorry, the second Adam needs a bride. The first Adam is looking for a bride, bride. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Yeah. And so, so Adam, you get another clue in Luke chapter three, Mm. Um, you know, so you, you got the genealogy of Jesus Christ and you see it, who was the son of, who was the son of, who was the son of Seth, who was the son of Adam. And then verse, I think it's 38, it's the last verse in the chapter. The son of adam who was the son of god and so god wants a family yeah you know he is right. he is building a family he is procreating a family he is adopting a family and so in fashioning a family um you know your your son in many respects he is a chip off the old block mm-hmm. you know he has your likeness right. you know he's after your image Uh, So also the sons of God were fashioned after the likeness and the image of God that was lost. We find in Genesis chapters four and five, we see the image of God lost. uh, But it's like we saw in our certainty conference this last week. Mm -hmm. What did the Lord Jesus Christ come to do? Well, he came to restore what had been lost, the image of God. Okay, so that's why now we as sons of God, are being conformed to the image of the Lord Jesus yeah. Christ. Why? Well, we're because we're, we're, we're God's children. Right. So we're 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 seeing that lost image through the fall of Adam and Eve being restored to us as right. children of God. Right. Yeah.
0: So we were we were formed in, in in Christ's image initially. Yeah. That was lost uh, at the partaking, which we'll talk about in the next episode. Uh, uh, the the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, mm-hmm. and what's going on there, but. That was lost when they partook of the tree, um, and then God came back to to restore or to reform what was originally formed, and then now we're in a process of, and this is the way Mark put it at the certainty conference, and it, is that we're in this process of conforming to that image perpetually because we yeah. still have a flesh and we yeah. still have a, yeah. a sin nature, yeah. that, that, uh, a sinfulness that gets mm-hmm. in the way day to day, and um, and so. Really, for us, Genesis chapters one through three give us some really important insight into who we're supposed to be, who we were made to be originally, mm-hmm. what was lost, and in some regards, what we need to get back to in terms of fruitfulness and uh, and, God, mm-hmm. and Christ's image and, and, and things like that. Yeah. So thank you. Um, If you haven't yet, visit lfbi.org, Living Faith Bible Institute, and check out our courses. We talked about our courses in today's episode. Check out our course load. Uh, Check out the vision for the the Bible Institute if you want to learn more about that. If you want to see previous PostScript episodes, you can find them there as well. I want to thank Pastor Sam Miles for being with us. And then next time we come together, uh, you'll learn more about the fall of Adam and Eve and about what uh, the future of mankind looked like after that. So thanks for joining us.